0: Hey everybody,
1: what's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel.
0: And I'm Ms. Fitz Tamara. And this is Woman, Woman Up! Podcast. podcast!
1: If you're new here, this is a podcast where crazy feminist cat ladies talk about geeky stuff.
0: Oh uh, yeah, and we run down our favorite nerdy news of the week and we share some of our chick pics with you before going into our main topic. Main topic!
1: For returning folks, welcome back. We like you a lot. If you are listening on allgames.com or iTunes, you could not see me twitching in pain, but I still appreciate you. Please consider giving us five stars on iTunes. Uh, And if you're listening for the first time, hello! Hello!
0: Yes. And today, if you notice,
2: we have a guest. Hi!
0: This is Ashford. Ashford, please tell the people about your glorious and beautiful self.
2: Hello! I'm Ashford. I often go by Ashley Chan on the internet. I have been in many things, including an episode of The Tester, and... For season three, um, I have also um, a part of The Doll Life. Um, I've been, for, we had our last season uh, that aired very lovely on MixTV.com. Um, I've been an extra in The Guild. I've also met my own performance and sold performance pieces called Wish My Life Was an RPG. Great. I am, It's fabulous. I uh, did it for Hollywood French Festival as well as Meltdown Comics. Um, and I worked with Andre Blacknerd with that, um, that event as well. And I have been doing Wardrobe here at East West Players in Asian American theater for the past two and a half to three years. Just been doing a lot of really wonderful stuff. So, love super nerdy, yeah. loving it out. Also, chocolate cover cosplay is where you'll probably find me the most. We are a group of African-American ladies that um, pride ourselves on discussing um, people from different races, gender, size, shape, all colors. We want everyone to be included and know that you can cosplay whatever you want to, no matter what you look like. Yes. yes. And if you're wondering why she burst into laughter
1: when she talked about the tester, I believe there was an episode where <laughs> roaches were involved.
2: It was fantastic because okay so what makes me laugh about it is that cuz obviously that's what we're going to be doing at Sony is being able to you know uh, deal with roaches in general. I'm like, "Okay guys, Sony, I see you." But what made me laugh was that they were so insistent on it be like make sure your 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 heart rate is low. We're going to hook you up to this thing It was like a part of the setup. For the thing of like hey keep your heart rate low and answer these questions so i did exactly that and then answered the questions very pragmatically and then i realized that's not how reality tv works so i wasn't shocked at all i was like all right i gotta keep this low i'm trying to get through let me do what i'm supposed to do she's like i'm very calm yep there's a yep. roach doesn't fucking matter yep. like totally straight face at pan and i was like what do you think you could bring to the gaming industry i'm like well we obviously know about video games already so i don't need to toot my horn about how much i already know about video games because i wouldn't be here if I didn't already know about gaming. So my first thought was like, well, what can I bring that be different than everybody else? And so I was just discussing, you know, cosplay and like the importance of like having community and like, you know, bringing people together and having that sense of like oneness at your job. And they were like, that is the answer you would give at a job interview. And I was on a job interview! like, this is a job interview! I a job interview! But you know, I've been really good friends with everybody from that show and we've all become like, But such a family, so it's feel like a good positive feedback. And at least
1: found one really fine ass motherfucker that I could just watch. (laughs) Anyway, he
2: he ain't no good to talk to, but he real pretty.
1: Anyway, we're moving on to newsflash. Uh, For anyone who's new and wondering what's going on, uh, A, we like to say the titles with a little pizzazz Mm -hmm. because we are too lazy to edit in noise. (laughs) Uh, This is our news of the week we feel like talking about. Real quick, I feel like I should address something. For anyone watching, you're probably wondering, why does Sarah keep twitching and making faces? Uh, Injured myself in wrestling class. It's also why I'm covered in bruises. I'm not in an abusive relationship at the moment. Just with Um, myself. Just with myself. In the ring. Uh, so let's just get that out the way. First up, Ghost in the Shell trailer has been released.
0: Yeah, it's, um, have you seen it yet?
2: You know, uh, I have
0: not seen the Ghost in the Shell trailer <laughs> yeah, that's and I feel accurate. like such a butthead right no, now. it's okay though, because it's <laughs> I think what, it- It just came out It just came out if you, and, if you were working. And there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now, so it's okay if you didn't notice. Um, it doesn't, it looks like the effects are gonna be real nice. <laughs> Um, there's a sequence in it that if you have seen uh, the movie, the, uh, the, uh, the initial, or even just parts of the initial movie, it looks real familiar. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's there. It's
1: yeah, I guess fine. I'm still not seeing... You know me, I always... We talked about adaptations in our last podcast mm-hmm. episode. You should go watch it. It's fucking hilarious it episode. Uh, Harmonica gets yes. played. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and we have a coven now.
1: Yes, and we have a coven now. Um, okay, I, I like... If there's going to be an adaptation, to me, it needs to make sense as to why it's being adapted. And if you're just going to straight up import an anime into live action um, and kind of just copy the scenes from the animation, to me, I'm not seeing as much of a point in it um, because the animation is kind of glorious and beautiful on its own. So I guess if you just want it just for the sake of wanting a live action, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't, also don't like
0: her little robot suit. It looks no, cheap as hell. Yeah, there's something weird about it. I don't know whether this is like maybe the effects aren't finalized yet or something. Um, I wonder that it, too. There's, it, it, it's not as striking as I would have expected it to be. Right. You know. Um, but there's still room for that. And then like that scene where she like you know like falls backwards off the roof. Just uh, maybe if I saw it on a bigger screen, it would look better. You know what else would something. probably it's make just, me um,
1: more interested in this if it wasn't Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. You know, like, if this was just some random movie I'd never heard of, I probably would feel more positive about this trailer because it showed a lot of interesting things. We had a little bit of woman love going mm-hmm. on in there. We have a mystery. We have, you know, crazy, robotic, creepy stuff. Yeah. You know, I I, I know why they do Ghost in the Shell. It's so they can get that marketing push, yeah. so they can get people to get in the theaters. But if this had been something original that looked this visually stunning, I would be way more into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like... It wasn't one of the things that we're going to talk about but the Valerian trailer came out and so that Even though it is also based on a comic it is one that I'm not entirely familiar with but also There is something about the visuals that seem Dreamier,
1: right? I was gonna say to me Valerian takes more. It it does more with the visuals This is more an adaptation I'd want to see yeah from from the comic mind from something that's drawn a very specific way to this it looks different to me it looks stunning it looks more it looks more
0: yeah well and also we're talking about humanoids mm-hmm. versus like there are a lot of different alien species and right. shots in there so that might maybe might make, make a, difference,
1: a difference right because yeah. we're not comparing to real human looking things mm-hmm. i don't know i definitely say out of the two trailers valerian uh, pulled me in a little more which is weird because it's like two mm-hmm. little young ass looking white people just running around and they're like what you even doing why are you so pale they yeah. ain't got sunlight in no yeah. from?" Yeah, and, and
0: Dave DeHaan always looks like he's evil. I don't know what it is, but I, even when he's not playing an evil people, I know I'm waiting for DeHaan to, like to be evil. I was gonna say, like I'm a huge fan of the Ghost
2: in, Ghost in the Shell series just in general, mm-hmm. and after watch, and watching the anime and wanting them to create something new, would I agree, would be something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they're gonna keep the same storyline, or if they're just gonna be, oh, we're just gonna have the same introduction situation. Right. Um, or is it going to be more of like, hey, we're going to take those characters and make something new? But I think like the concept in America is we have to like introduce
0: it first because right. everybody knows what's going on. From what I understand, they are taking several of the storylines and kind of mm. mushing them together. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to be doing something different in the third act or if they're going to be with, I'm not entirely sure how much of what is. And
2: there's so much to be able to do with it, but I feel like we have to ha- establish the, the beginning and the origin stories for us to be able to make multiple um, movies afterwards. So yeah. I hope they do a really
0: beautiful job in yeah, general. I mean, like, it'd be nice if you know there's some Japanese people in this. Um,
1: no, that'd I that would be racist. I would be th-
2: this trope. It's interesting because I work at an Asian American theater, and there's, to me, there's never an excuse of the concept of we couldn't find them because yeah. I have a whole lit, like, it's so odd, but I'm, I have a whole I'm a binder for you. I have a binder, binder just, of um, just wonderful actors and actresses. And yeah. I feel like I should start, just name people at this point. But one person who I think would have been really fabulous who came through our theater, who um, did Chinglish with us, and she speaks Chinese, which is. It, it, fabulous, and just in general, um, is Kara Wang, and I liked her so much, like, to work with her as, like, a person, as an artist, and, like, seeing her, she's been through, I see her, like, at a mixed TV party pretty recently, and I just see her working, and, like, she is the quality of a list, that I can see it happening in yeah. her life, and I was very fortunate to work with her and considering the kinds of people that come through a the theater we have people like um, Getty Watanabe from Sixteen Candles and like those kinds of people come through so we get to see a lot of um, different um, Asian actors and also different people of color and also white because like Chinglish calls for a white male who can speak Chinese and there is a guy who can do that and he is
0: fantastic. I'm sure some uh, white like, people can pretend
2: know, to speak other uh, languages for the theater. So this man like works in China. Like yeah. they 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 take him over, because he's do a lot of game shows and host stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see, like, different people from different cultures speaking different languages, blah, blah, blah. I love that. So um, I always know that there are a lot of really awesome Asian American actors that do exist that I get to meet on a daily basis yeah. who are of the quality of A-listing and just need right. that opportunity to be able to break right. through. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know, a lot of the fan reaction to Scarlett Johansson being cast was negative because they're like, well, I mean, why shouldn't... And like... The, if we didn't have so many problems with whitewashing in literally every other production ever, then this would be one of the one times where it's kind of okay. Right,
1: that's the thing. Yes,
0: and that's and that's, but but also just like with Doctor Strange, like yeah. oh okay, I get your concept, except except that
1: this is what we have to deal with for every single yeah. movie.
0: And you know, it, and the reaction of why can't you have Asian actors in this shows hopefully Hollywood that you know this is not just oh uh, you know. Scarlett Johansson is a bankable character and we can't up because it, it's not like there aren't other Asian actresses. Right. Well, usually characters. it so isn't, yeah. Or look at,
1: uh, you know, mm-hmm. completely off from that, Peter Pan, it flopped. It didn't succeed. Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt, right. These movies where they're like, oh, look at our very diverse cast, but your main characters are still white because, you
0: know...
2: Reasons. 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 Well, usually, because uh, from a producer's perspective, they're concerned about making money and having that be returned to them. And yeah. the thing about it is, is that there are the majority of people in our country happen to be you know different different places and we're all immigrants here at yeah. this point and I would only so hope that those of us who are people of color would show up and show out at these um you know spend the money on the tickets you know don't download go see the movie so that you can let these people know that hey if you do cast this there's a huge audience yeah. who's waiting for that and I was talking to a playwright like a, actually a few minutes ago and we were is why she was late Look, I got to work, man. It work ain't even stopped, man. I'm just like, I was doing so much at the theater. I can't even express to you right now. Please come see her show. Um, and she, she was talking about it's important right now that, you know, if the stories aren't being given to you, that it's important to go out and write them into work and to um, present um, your stories. Because if you don't present your story, someone else will present that story for you. Yeah. And then they will take your voice from you. So it's important to write yeah. and to create the art so that we can put these people into a place where they can... Um, uh, they can get the recognition for their work
0: and uh, get like, recognized for their work. Yeah, but. there's an <laughs> article in their chain weekly, well, on .com, I'm not sure if it's going to be printed in the magazine, mm-hmm. um, with John M. Chu talking about casting his next film and looking for Asian-American actors and that they're going to have to search for them, not because they don't exist, but because they are not.
1: Um, like yeah. casting agents? Yeah, like as like, a casting agent. Yeah, group. you actually, like, that's one of the biggest things is, like, casting agents know, like, a few people. Yeah. And so if you go to specific casting agents all the time, they're not necessarily going to know the people need. I mean, we had that problem at Geek & Sundry where they were like, oh, we want more people of color. But all of the casting agents they worked with, um, one only worked with Asian-Americans, actually. So that's why we often had a lot of great Asian-American actors in uh, Geek & Sundry things. But they were like, oh, we, we can't find a geeky enough looking black guy. We just keep finding all these really handsome black guys. It's just not going to work because he's too handsome. They're all too handsome to play this role. And it's like, The casting agents that have you know a more diverse portfolio, then you're not going to be able to find the actors, even though they're they're clearly all they the fuck out here. They're mm-hmm. all there.
2: Yes, it's also about like um making sure those casting directors are connected with the right agents to be able to get the representation that you need. Yeah. So like um I remember my time when I've had different agents here in Los Angeles and also acting, and um when I would get called in mainly because the casting director would remember me or like me, so that was like a definitely a plus one. Mm-hmm. But also you know. There are lots of agents who do have lots of diverse things on their talent, but they sometimes may not know what to do or where to put you. Um, and some places are like super on top of They're like, yeah, we're just going to cash you, like whatever. I mean, uh, the last agency that I had, it was really awesome because they were like, hey, we're going to, like, we, I was like, hey, I just want to know about this thing because I've been getting a lot of, you know, I've been told at like readings to act more black or have like more of a, a sound voice, like just straight up exactly that's what we're looking for. And or more urban is usually the term that we'll be using um, when it comes to make, when, when it comes to. Mm, being in the industry that's yeah. the concept that's how they ask you and um, I've had that happen to you multiple times usually for like voiceover projects and stuff because that's the sound they're looking for um, but this is my voice and this is what a black person sounds like as well so here we are in a, an interesting space but you know when you're when you're recording things for larger companies, they were looking for a very specific thing.
1: Right, I was actually going to bring that up, because that story has stuck with me. They're like, oh yeah, well, you know, I know this black voice actress. Oh, but we want her to sound black. Okay, what? Um, this explains all the McDonald's commercials I hear, where it's like, wow, they really wanted me to know that a black woman was eating this fucking hamburger. Girl,
2: oh, they're, they're, oh, the, oh, the copies are great. <laughs> oh, they
1: make yeah. me smile. I just love to eat this burger. Like, what? Who talks like that about a goddamn burger? I mean, like, I this like, is like the burgers. the black woman, okay. I like burgers, too, but I don't have to go hood to talk. But I did always wonder, until I heard your story, like, why are they,
2: it they... Like, it's like, and the thing is, it's... They the want actually, me to know. The interestingly... The interestingly the interesting mm, beauty part about it is that there are different dialects for different for the kind of black that they want. So mm-hmm. if you're real, if it if you're like sort like of like Popeyes a...
1: Popeye's black versus McDonald's black, a
2: hundred percent. Like there's a difference between like urban or there's a difference between like sometimes I haven't heard well hood as a as a term or um, I can't remember what um, what they had said and it was completely different. But there are different levels of. Um, the tonality of the dialect of African American that they're trying to um, pinpoint so they can get the exact same thing mm-hmm. that they're looking for. And the thing is, you know, it's not my, it's not the agent, it's not the person who's doing the, the voice and the mixing in there, it's literally what the producer right. wants. And right. the, any issues that we have with the industry is mainly with how producers see things and then the, those people who, you know, um, who they report to, right. to an extent. Because, yeah, the producer's on top, but then you still have the person who finances it, right. and that's the person who you're, like, real, the client itself right. is who you're and trying probably, to create. And they're probably,
1: in there like, marketing says 80% of our customers are black, so we should appeal to them.
2: Hire the right. blackest-sounding voice actress to sell these goddamn hamburgers you can find. And that's how that kind of goes down. I mean, the reason why I ended up booking that one wasn't because necessarily of my voice like that, but I believe it was, you know, it's acting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how honest are you? How much are you really living in that story? How much story can you tell without um, without being seen? Yeah. And that's just with your voiceover worked. When it comes to, like, on-camera things... You know, usually I just kind of got called in for just about anything. Like, usually, like, you know, yes, you get best friend stuff, um, but more or less when it came to acting, I was like, I'll just go do whatever I would like, and it's nice to have agents who are open to just putting you out for the story no matter what they're looking for, per se. Right. Um, I think one thing that my brother had talked to me about was years ago. He's like, so we're looking for so-and-so to be, like, the the daughter of I was like, oh, I could do it. He's like, yeah, but we've already cast Mom and Dad. I'm like, yeah, and? And he's like, well, they, are, they happen to be white. And I was like, yeah, but so? And he's like, yeah, but... I mean, I'm with you, but this is what the client wants, and they just can't conceive the thought that that would be how right, it would be. Do you be. remember
1: Sue Storm and and what's-his-name? And they were like, oh, well, how is she white and he's black? And, like, 90% of uh, people of color were just like, have you ever seen a family? Like, they come like... There's a good
0: 15 different ways that that right, could happen.
1: Right, there's a lot of ways a that could happen. Like
0: 7 to 10 of them <laughs> are genetic.
1: My favorite way was a wizard came by and <laughs> cursed... Her father and brother with blackness. And thus she is the only uncursed member of the family. Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) What do you want from me? People get adopted. People be mixed and don't look what the fuck they are. I don't look like what I am. People uh, can have stepdaddies. I mean
0: anything.
1: Adoption? Really. It's an, I've said adoption.
0: We have a, a, an, I just our, want to say it one more time, because adoption? So apparently that doesn't happen. Our thing. family, um, the way our family you know,
2: unit looks now is so different and diverse yeah. than what it was at another time. And um, I think what happened is happening right now is just the people who have had a different set of nuclear family are still going to be, who still are, are still the clients, who are still the producers, who are still um, in charge of what we get what our media is going to be and based on numbers and such So you have an older demographic that's um, trying to appeal to something younger or maybe only certain people who've had that kind of idea um, Only can fathom that yeah. or also right. knowing that their market only and can th- handle so much. And that's a
1: self-feeding thing. Yeah. If we only see it then we think anything else is abnormal yeah. I remember being as a kid going on our way to England and seeing the commercials on the plane And I'm like smacking my mom and, all, and I'm like, wow, look! Look at that family! And she's like, oh yeah, that's normal in England. I don't know why America does what it does. But America likes to put the same races together in family units. Whereas other places, depending on where it is, they don't give a fuck. And so it was a family with a black dad and a white mom and a little mixed kid. And I was like, it's me! I'm in a commercial! But, like, that meant something to, like, yeah. 10-year-old Sarah. That was really important.
0: And, and you know, shout-out to Cheerios, because I think they were the yeah. first company that I really remember having a commercial with a mixed-race couple and a mixed-race baby.
1: And now Pizza Hut on that shit. I saw you with the little Latino yeah. and white family. Well Navy had one. Mm-hmm. People yes. were trying to hate on them.
0: And also, I would like to have a shout-out to the cartoon Secret Saturdays that had some, a nice, you know, the hero family was mixed and a little mixed-race son doing, doing his business. We out
1: here be a little,
0: And their little red headed uh brothers. So they got everything. They got everything on this family. Manga, white hair. Anyway, we faces. got real deep well, anyway, sorry.
2: Sorry. Um, That's what yeah. happened with C three in the house. We'd be like, so let's have a discussion about the diaspora of America. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We should just have a podcast, called <laughs> guys. Let's yeah.
2: <laughs> go all the way in.
1: Uh, so, our other piece of news is pretty quick. Christina Hodson has been confirmed as the screenwriter for the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie. Any thoughts on that?
0: Uh, I'm happy that it's a female writer. I'm. I don't think I'm particularly surprised that they're doing the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie because that's basically what everyone expected from. Uh, the Margot Robbie producing a thing thing, so I'm like super excited that Margot Robbie is like in there trying to do it, Margo. Do, doing, doing yes, Margo, do it. I mean, big like, business.
2: Look, I got so we like, okay, whatever anybody had to say about um, Margo, about, about Carly Quinn's representation in the movie, because I think as fans, we've all understood that. Rep- Margot's doing a job, and she went 100% into that, Mm -hmm. and she was doing the best that, genuinely, that she could, especially with with directors, because note that the actor isn't always the only person who is in charge, they're not really in charge of much, to be quite honest, you really can't blame the poor actor, they just got there, they just got hired, they just took a, you you know, they're there to work, and they've been hired to do a job, so... I always, you know, I I always grain of salt with the actual actor itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can decide not to do something, but at the same time, like, your boss told you to go to work, and if you don't Mm -hmm. go to work, you don't continue to do so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but... That being said, I was just really happy to, you know, watch her do her work. I think she was a beautiful actress. Mm. like, And I mean that in the sense of, like, the work was good yes. and it was solid. I understand, like, the ins and outs of the dialogue That could either have been her choice or could have been the director's choice. And we don't know. What I would have wanted to see were things that I don't think that she even had the power to control. Like, I would have totally loved, where's my comically large mallet? I would like to see you do a little more gymnastics. There's so much in there yeah. that... Could have been, uh, I would have loved to have seen, those are my favorite parts of Harley. Right. Um, are, besides her being a doctor. Yeah. And also being a, being a gymnast. And right. I appreciate mama that story. The, mama
1: to, mama to hyenas.
0: Yeah. You know, I really like,
1: like her zaniness.
0: Yeah, we and I think, like, most Harley's stories suffer the most when she's in a thing with the Joker. I think most of my favorite, like, even though I mean I liked it in the Batman animated series, but like my favorite episodes with her are when she is not with him, and or she's doing stuff on her own volition. I that's the st- <laughs> and so like when you when you put her with the Joker, it's not that like, it's not that bad, but it has it gives her more space to be
1: like her. Almost, right, you know like almost mean? any girl will tell you our favorite Batman animated series episode was the one with Poison Ivy and Harley. Just cause I know yeah! I, was, I saw your face light up and face, I yes, knew that's what you were thinking of because it's what we all think of. We're like this is. What I want Friendship.
0: forever. <laughs> Friendship? So- <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I, well, mean, lovers. I mean, y'all, whatever, y'all. It,
1: it, in the comics, it got a little more. It different. got
0: Yeah, they, they, they got to the place uh, where they should up in the comics, but I'm just saying. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was happy. You know, I think um, Harley
2: is just great because she has so many, she represents so um, many different groups of women or just people who have been in those kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. You have everything from someone who is in, a, um, in an abusive relationship and also gets herself out, and then also at the same time dealing with, um, I guess, her bisexuality at this point. I think she's sort of like Pam, but I don't want to get into specifics. But that being said, um, I think that she has so many different places that she can go as a character. And uh, she's very empowering, and it's really nice because it's... I find it important to have those moments with the Joker so that you can see what that kind of relationship is like mm-hmm. and how it happens and how you sort of stay in and how difficult it is and um, why it's important to have um, places to call and to yeah. go to um, so that you can... Uh, incent, 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 oh, my gosh, my brain is done. Insemination. Ooh, it's a good one. I wasn't even thinking <laughs> of that. You know? <laughs> Anyways, you get the opportunity to see what it's like to deal with those situations yeah. whether or not you're in them or not and it's like you have a, a sense of a
0: camaraderie and um someone's there for yeah. you in a way and, and just to clarify it's not that i don't think the, the seeing her get out of a relationship is bad i just feel like the joker is one of those characters that writers male writers let take over things so that you're not you're not they're not exploring the thing that they should be exploring because so the, the Joker is such a big character, he just uh, takes that forward. So, so that's what it is. I, I
2: understand. Yeah. So it's sort of like the, the idea of, like, okay, we would love to see Harley going through these things, but it's more focused. It's, the, 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 it's focused on the Joker right. as opposed to on, yeah. like, the oh, fact so that the reason why Harley was written in the first place was to have this discussion. Right. Like, it was on purpose. They didn't, yeah. you know. But anyway. So yeah. anyway yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Deep, deep, Finger deep. Guns. So So yeah.
0: uh,
1: our third piece of news was that Trump won the election.
0: Uh, that's why we all have these uh,
1: uh comfort, dolls, comfort dolls to help us deal with it um we're not gonna speak too much on it because i think most of us feel a lot of fucking feelings and we could do a whole episode just on how angry we are but i don't think that would be very fun to listen to um i think we could each say one sentence about it how about that so i'm gonna start uh white people asking us to be generous in defeat like y'all didn't protest Obama and try to stop every fucking thing that he did and constantly remind us that he was black man instead of a man. Um, so you can suck my entire non-existent dick over that shit.
0: Uh, white people, with uh, if you wanna help, uh, please step in whenever you see anybody getting harassed. Uh, be prepared to potentially throw some hands for them because they're gonna need it.
1: That's what throw hands means. I'm gonna translate for you. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It is so
2: important for us right now to listen to each other more than anything because I think that a lot of people um, are feeling afraid and scared and at the same time a lot of people feel like there's no need for that. And I think it's important that we listen to each other more than anything. Um, I think there are a lot of disenfranchised groups who are afraid for many a reason, which um, you can go on the internet and, and find out exactly why on your own, but, I mean, if you haven't been paying attention and noticing and rereading the tweets and, like, being on top of um, politics in general, you may not be aware what's going on right now in our country, but I think it is so imperative that at this time do listen to those groups who may who have been disenfranchised through the way that our entire country has been placed together. Because now is the, the time in which we can actually listen to each other's stories and know that it's not always coming from a place of, you know, out of nowhere, out of, out of fear. It's that my friend down the street had three guys come up to her and say, I'm going to grab your pussy to her. I had friends who had held doors open for people and specifically the guy noted that, hey, Trump, won. I do not want to be emasculated by you, yet his hands were full and he couldn't open the door on his own, and she was genuinely trying to be kind. There are many ways to take all of our stories, but just watch and pay attention and just be there for people if those kinds of things continue to grow and if they continue to lessen, still be there for each other, as there are many a reason why that we should take care of each other right now.
1: I'm going to count that as one sentence because you didn't take a breath during the whole thing. You know, I try to get through. (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of commas. So that's our thoughts. We're moving on to something that brings us joy, sort of, and that is chick pics. Chick chick, chick, chick. Chick pics are things that uh, generally that we think you guys should check out that we try to send you for. We usually try to have them be about by for uh, involving heavily a woman. Uh, We have some different ones this week just because of the week that it is. Uh, But I think Ashford still has a traditional one. So we still did our job Uh, My first thing for you is to donate to Planned Parenthood. You can simply uh, search Planned Parenthood. Uh, It's a .org It'll pop up Um, Consider any amount, you know, $10, $25, $50, $100 Um, You know Planned Parenthood provides something for women and there are some people think they're just there for abortion Which is fucking bullshit first of all, but whatever a lot of women myself included use them for birth control Um, and Mm -hmm. if Obamacare does indeed get repealed. A lot more women will need to go back to using them for birth control. Thanks to Obamacare, ACA, all that stuff, I have I don't have to use it anymore, um, but I still try to donate for all the times that they were helpful to me, so I hope you guys will join me in, in keeping that
0: uh, funded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In addition, I just want to say beyond that, they also provide cancer screenings, mm-hmm. they do that for men as well, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of uh, sexual education for mm-hmm. people. So. Yeah, and really they'll give you so best. many
1: condoms. They're really nice about
2: it. So many. They also have access to Plan B, which so you can get over the counter. You can still also go there as well. I um, yeah, I I um, I got my IUD from there, and it's been the best thing. But I got it several several years ago, and because of the way that Planned Parenthood is set up, I could afford it. Mm-hmm. And they gave it. I mean, what regardless of what I paid, it's like five hundred dollars to have installed, and it is um, it is a pretty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whew, whew, that's fun. Cool. Um, Tell but I, it's fine, it's, it's fine, fine. It's no, fine. I, no, you should, t- I mean, it's fantastic, I don't have to worry about, I have a non hormonal Paragard for the next 12 years, and I've been into about three or four years, so that being said, um, if I did not have that, I do not know, because I can't handle the hormones that come in birth control at all, yeah. um, and it really messes me up, so I feel very blessed and lucky, because without Planned Parenthood, I would not be as safe and healthy, um, right. today. Y'all don't
1: like abortions from Planned Parenthood, so it'll be less of them, dumbasses.
0: Uh, so, uh, my, my thing uh, is... Um... I think I may have killed Ashton. <laughs> she'll survive. It's fine. It's okay. I got it. I got it. Um, so, my thing is uh, things that make you happy. Uh, you know, like nice like things. Hugging. Like hugging. Like hugging a person or hugging a stuffed animal. Uh, any movie that you like, any TV shows, um, make sure that you don't uh, clam up. <laughs> Right now, make sure you spend time with your peoples, you know, even if it's... if you got to get off social media, do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so even if it's like, even if you guys start talking about stuff, you know, whatever it is that, you know, you need to get yourself out of this kind of funk because it can be really debilitating and, you know, uh, sleep when you need to, make sure you eat, Make sure you drink some water. Make sure you take a shower. Just like, every even just a little bit. helps do things that make you happy.
1: Right. I think I read somewhere that we, a lot of us are actually experiencing the state of grief right now.
0: For
2: sure.
1: So don't feel like you're being ridiculous. Like, people want you, it's just an election. This has so much more at stake. You are perfectly within your rights to feel this way. And if you're feeling this way, you need to be sure to take good care of yourself.
2: Mm. I remember what's really been helping me out lately um, is the boondocks. I love, I've been going home and watching that show, and it's, like, calming my soul 100%. Like, and also listening to Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. I've been on, like, Planet, Hippie Land, like, Wooden Ships takes me so far back, but there's a lot of other things on there, you know, what's going on, and anything that was happening on that time period, um, and it's so relative to how we're all feeling, how many, some of us are feeling, can't always say 100%, because some people are having different, we're all having different feelings right now. Yeah. So, um, those have been one of my wonderful safe spaces. Any sort of geek, nerd rap, MC Chris, MC Lars, MC Fran a lot, have been really, really keeping me in a really beautiful place. So, I've been listening to a lot of music yeah. and uh, watching
0: a lot of the Boondocks. Uh, the guy who plays Cisco on The Flash, uh, whose uh, Twitter handle is The Los, T H A, I believe, um, he did a cover of, uh, you know, There Are Times When a Bobby Caldwell song, and I have listened to There's it. a lot.
1: time!
0: Oh, sorry. And you just, as soon as you said it, guy, I was I like, wait, so no, it's so good. There Night.
2: is a light that precious for you and me.
0: So, yeah, he has that up uh, on the YouTube also, I've been listening to that a lot. You know
1: what? I'm going to tell you another video. Go cheer you the fuck up. First of all, follow the Cute Animals Twitter. It shares a bunch of videos. Yeah. But second of all, um, you know the Black Beatles song with, like, Ray Shrum, Ray Sherman, Ray, yeah. I don't know how to say Schm- it, that. You know his name. Shunner. Anyway, Shunner. it's like something about... Uh, that, that. girl's awesome. Anyway, dude plays that shit on the violin, and because it doesn't have words, it's a better song. <laughs> you should go listen to it. I retweeted it. I'll try to put the link in YouTube.
2: Ooh, uh, that girl's uh, a real uh, crowd pleaser. Oh. That's how it goes. Mm.
1: But it doesn't yeah. have words because it's a yes. violin.
2: Violins can't hurt us. I'm thinking of, like all the songs now, but I love um, bands in general. Mm-hmm. The Flowbots are really lovely at this time. Oh, as well as... Um, I like Spo's a lot, and I hope that he hears this from me, because I mean, just be well, to be one of our listeners. Please, oh gosh, you're fabulous. I really appreciate it, but it. I have to say that Knock on Wood has really been a really beautiful song, and it talks about, like, how my dad used to say, like, do you have heat in your apartment? And i will be like, yeah. He's like, you were so lucky. Let me tell you about that time I ate peanut butter for months. And I'm like, oh, dad. And he's like, yo, as long as you got a cot and like a, lo- a space and a roof over your head, like you are doing so well. And please do know and count your blessings, you know, at whatever space mm-hmm. it is. So it just has those moments for me that have really been inspiring me to really realize like how lucky and blessed I am, yeah. like right Hashtag now blessed. in this space. Hashtag
0: Hashtag Hashtag. Also shout out to Pentatonix and also Boys to Men's Montana albums mm-hmm. and also uh, college. Uh,
1: Band halftime shows. I'm gonna tell you what not to listen to. Don't listen. <laughs>
0: right? Don't Always. listen, to Michael Jackson,
1: because oh, yeah, Michael sure Jackson, he he's been speaking about these issues from the grave. He's been talking about them for like 30 years. It's just gonna make you real mad that Michael Jackson couldn't convince us to heal the world. Or any of those other things he's saying about. So do not listen
2: to Michael. You'll be all of your feelings for the rest of the day. Just hurt. Because I was going to say right. Michael. I was like, no, no. no See, no. Michael's been talking about. Michael's
1: been telling you exactly what's going on. And you ain't going to want to hear it right now. Revit
2: it. But rest well, in peace, sir. It.
0: Oh. <sighs> all right, so. What was your tip? So Man, we I just saying on. I do just. I don't know
2: my chick pick is the doll life um so Cyra lumboy owns a company um called doll delight and she's a fantastic designer and i love everything that she does i never seen her before i got an opportunity to work with her on it but um please take the time to check out our new season um i believe it goes it's gonna be coming up uh this week next week i think it's like november 19th or 17th it's one or the other it's been a uh very long and crazy months, so I apologize for not having exact dates, but if you go to mixtevent.com, we will be there, and I believe that Cyril you know, definitely deserves that. Um, there are a lot of really awesome people who have been working on the project, including Audra Jane, who has a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and you should just check out Happy Alarm, as well as, you know, uh, you know <laughs> sorry, my brain is just so great.
1: excited about life. My brain yes. is excited about life. Just ask for a Jake story. Hey. Right yes. uh, so we'll have the links to all of those yes. things in the description on YouTube, and if you're listening on iTunes or what, you better go Google that shit, yo.
2: That's all you. Mm-hmm. Doll delight, man. Whoop. All day. Whoop. Doll's life. Whoop.
1: Uh, so, we're finally on to our main topic. Main topic. Heads up, woman up. I think that's, you know, this is Katrina's thing, yeah. I, you know, I don't normally say it. <laughs> uh, shout out to Katrina, she's sick from going to a protest and getting too much sun. Fuck, this is our lives now. Too this much our lives.
0: Too much oh, as, as it's as a as thing. Real. I remember, any, I've been to a it's protest before,
1: it. and I, I wanted to lay down for the whole rest of the day. I had a heart-shaped bruise
2: on the, my fucking heel. Yeah.
0: Meant it. Too much done is That was for real. Ferguson, I remember. I remember.
2: Yeah, yeah I've, you know, I worked downtown, and, like, I have had to drive through and or pass and or around a lot of police to the extent mm-hmm. that I had been afraid. Um, yeah, that's me anytime, anyway. anytime. Anyway. Let's talk about but yeah, food. Yeah, So, food.
1: food. Food. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, we decided, in honor of Thanksgiving coming up, or Friendsgiving if you want, Friendsgiving, Turkey whichever, uh, however you want to call it. We thought we should talk a little bit about food, and in the world of geeky things, from anime to comics to television, food plays an important role and has, you know, affected us. I, I would want to say not, you know, maybe some people aren't affected by food, but I know I live for yeah, right. you're,
0: that's can get to your feelings. You do I know. mean, that's
2: how my boyfriend courted me, like. That's
1: not, the only way Aaron me. gets Capuan, Is most you know him as Capuan, the, the guy I live with, he gets me to say I love you by feeding me. And ah. I'll just look at him after those fucking slow-cooked ribs, and I'll just be like, I fucking love you.
2: I love you. I, it's it, an important thing. I mean, like, it was... It's level. so beautiful it She is stroking his dolphin right you know, now. He would just, like, call me. He's like, hey, come by. I want to make you some food. I'm like, all right, sure. Let's hang out. And then he would just be like, here is magic. And I'm like, I already like you as a person. Like, you don't... Thank, thank that's, you. That's how you get them. That's like a plus, plus Like plus. You're already fabulous and nerdy, but also you like to feed and cook. Because I'm always the cook at my spaces. I'm I'm tired. I mean, I love feeding I was you, about Sarah. I am going to say it I was just going
1: <laughs> to give you my birthday shout-out. Uh, for this birthday, she made me a fucking uh, a pie and a cup. And goddamn if I didn't ignore everybody else at my party while I fucking <laughs> ate that shit. Cheers. She was
0: just, She's really into it.
1: I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Why is it so good in my mouth?
2: And then I put whipped cream inside, so it was like a pie with whipped cream already right. inside the pie. So the c- apples cooked down a little bit more, so you let the apples cook, they can continue to smush. And then you, just, you I made a whole cutout. And then they uh, were
1: still somehow a little crunch, Like, they were mushy, but they were the perfect mm-hmm. texture of crunchy as well.
2: This bitch throws down. Both so, these bitches throw down. Yo,
1: them grits. Alright, so. all them grits. <laughs> I, I request on my birthday, <laughs> I actually call her up and I'll be like, Can you make me this? Can you make me that? Like that's my birthday with Ashford. It's oh shit, it's my birthday. I get to ask Ashford to cook for me. Oh uh,
2: like I would never come by ever. I'm like, whatever, I ain't got time it is. She will I'm gonna make no food. Man. No, I'm trying I trying to be respectful to... of people's stuff. <laughs> She's the best. She's such a beautiful goddess. So glad we are. <sighs> We're a part of the same tribe.
1: Scottish tribe. So, we're going to start off with our favorite geeky food. I'll go first to give you all a second to think about it. So, um, the, the my favorite geeky liquid is actually, this is weird to say, but growing up, a lot of times, my memory of, like, alcoholic drinks were beautiful, pink, fizzy drinks, um, and I realized where that memory came from was a movie called Unico, which I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, because it really affected me as a child. Don't show your kids grown-ass anime too soon, man. It fucks them up.
0: So (laughs) sneak right in there, man. Right, so
1: alcohol was always this beautiful thing to me because it was this gorgeous pink drink that I wanted to try more than anything else. I always wanted to have this pink alcohol that I saw in shows. So I would say that's one of my favorites. And then for food, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made pizza look better than pizza, and pizza looks good. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, definitely a big influence in my love of pizza.
0: This is kinda of random, but it's like every not like non real fruit that has ever been in a thing is kind of my jam because I very much like fruits and things like that. And I'll try all these different stuff. There's like mm-hmm. a there's a 99 night market by where I live. Uh-huh. So I'll go in there and be like, I've never had this. Dude, this should eat like a star. Okay, let's put that in there. Dragon fruit, that sounds amazing. And I'll just put that like so it's I just do that dragon. whole thing. It's made of dragon. Um, not really. Uh, so like like, I always remember, even though I think this, in the Cats episode, I think those were, there's a, like a, like a rainbow fruit. I can't remember if that's the one that ended up making Tiger be, uh, tripped down on a, uh, well, That but, sounds even better. Yeah. I don't remember if that was the evil, like, Mumra fruit, but, um, <laughs> it still looked real good. Disguised and so, as the rainbow. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, conversely, uh, I always cut peaches before I eat them, and that's because of Labrador.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the, the least favorite. For life. life. Yes. For <laughs> uh, Yes. So, I don't yeah. peaches because of Labyrinth. It's like, you going put a worm that's gonna send me to the trash? heap. Fuck you, peaches.
2: So much. I used to pick them with my mother, and she would send me to the trees because she knew I liked to climb trees. And she's like, "Oh yeah, you got that. Go ahead and get it." I'm like, "I get to climb a tree." Oh, um, the best ones are up top. Oh yes, they are. And I yeah. sat up there. I used to eat them. I was like, "Ma, come up here." She's like, "You don't throw me a peach down right now." I'm like, "But Ma, like I climbed up here, so like." Oh, I would have got a woman. Oh no, I mean that's what she was like. It was like two seconds, oh, and okay, she was okay. like, okay. "No, you throw me one right now." I was like, "Climb up here." She's like, "I'm not playing." With you, I was like, "You right, mom. You right. I we'll love you. My bad. I'm bad, bad." So you made me. Here you go. You know, my 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 favorite my favorite food that is geeky in general is always going to be ramen, but I have had gotten an early passion for okonomiyaki's because of the One Half and watching Ukyo. I didn't even know what that was, but I was like, "That needs to go in my face. That right there. I don't know what you are." But you a pancake that's savory, like and then I like looked online. To she drilled it. Like, she was different. like, no. So I looked online a little bit to see like how I could make it, and I was like, I'll never be able to do it. Eventually, I got older, I was like, oh, it's a it's actually a pancake batter mixed. Okay, I get it, I get it now. But yeah, okonomiyakis were like my world. and I always wanted one, but there was nowhere to get one, no matter how. It just like NorCal, like you would think San Francisco had everything, but no, um, they just had a really great Chinatown, which I mean. That's why I love pork buns so much. They're the most beautiful things. But bait. If you are like, in L.A., go to a a Silver Lake Mountain yeah. and get you a pork bun. Actually, pork you butter. should go to cock in Chinatown because that's the spot. And I don't care that's what it's... Not. Look, it's Kok. Wong, you you want
1: cock? Go get one.
2: No, just just go oh, to oh, Don't make fun of the, the name. It's great and probably has a lot to do with. It.
1: Yeah, sure, I definitely, I'm very respectful to Juan and his cock. I'm just saying, if you're going to have
2: a store named Juan Cock, I will make fun of you because I like the word cock. It's delicious. Like, it's the most beautiful dim sum you will ever have. You have to pay in cash, and it's just beautiful. (sighs) And, like, like, you know when it's, like, I, uh, I it's... uh, It's like, we
1: don't take reservations, you have to pay in cash, there's a 30-minute wait, but we're about to give you the best shit you ever put in your mouth. It's like, fuck
2: you, you had me by the balls, like, Yeah, Kong. Well, I mean, like, I actually, you just walk in, they usually have a small line, but I don't know about the diet. What time of day in, do you go? In the middle of the day. It's okay, there we go. I go in the middle of the day. Everywhere does have a lot of the day. Look, I'm just saying, like, you should eat there, because they have really good shumai, and sure. also, their pork buns, so you can get them baked in or fried, and they're great. I don't like them steamed as much, but, you know, that's that's you... Really you live your good. life. Alright, so anyway, I love ramen. 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 Ramen's like my favorite geek food, but that's that's just because of all the anime ever. Like, just, I found out and I was like, you get in my face. So that's how I feel about that. Anime <laughs> made,
1: like, every food look
0: good. Real good. Alright, on it's to really least favorite geeky food. Okay, so, you know how a <laughs> <laughs> where they're imagining that food and they're like, oh, it's so good, blah, blah, and then like... I know the point of it is that it's imaginary, or whatever. But I just always looked at it and I was like, I don't look good at all. It looked fucking colored gruel. It, it not even gruel. It Looked like it was some sort of weird mud. And it was just it was gross. It was gross. It was real mm. gross. <laughs> I mean, I just boys. Boys eat weird. Shit. Boys.
1: They're they like, oh, good, it's cool, it's it's gross. It's gross. It's
0: gross. Look at it. To Have be fair,
1: this. Okay. I do eat Brussels sprouts because someone told me they were Martian brains when I was little. So some, you know, so we're not going to blame all
0: boys, no. but not all boys. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag. Not
2: food. Well, <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the durian. <laughs> okay, so I've never had durian, but apparently, once you get past that smell, it is actually very tasty. I
1: heard it's food. apparently um, like, just like cilantro can be genetic, whether mm. or not you like durian. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like the flavor actually tastes different to different people. Hmm.
2: Well, like, I think but that's, that's yeah. magic. Is it tai- Taiwan? That's where my friends have been. So I had a couple friends who went to Taiwan, and you you can't bring it in. They're like, no, 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 nah, yeah, you no, no, no. That doesn't. that's gonna be here. That yes. fruit, but Japan's like, ah, there are places where you can and you can't have. But I did appreciate. I was like, oh, that's so great. So least favorite food. I'm Sorry, Droid. I'm sure you're delicious. Um, but um, hey, I haven't food. smelt it yet. Maybe I might be able to do it. Related back to geeky shit. Oh well, that's. I'm just thinking of Asia now. I'm so sorry just because... It's
1: it's fine. A Japanophile is a a type of geek. We'll roll with it. Oh my Uh, god. (laughs) My least favorite geek food, this is going to make a lot of people upset, (gasps) Uh but it's from Game of Thrones. Hmm. My problem is Game of Thrones tries to be so period accurate to what people would have eaten that it just fucking sounds gross. Like he'll go on for three pages describing food and for some reason all these people make cookbooks and they're like oh this shit's delicious or oh I wish I could eat it and I'm like he's describing the gamiest stringiest meats and he's only flavoring shit with honey and mulled wine? That does not sound good at all. I don't want none of that shit. Uh, So I was extra bored reading those parts, not just, like, most people were like, oh, now I have to wait for him to finish describing the food to get on with the story, but also, I gotta read about all this disgusting-ass food that uh, ancient Europeans maybe could have ate before getting back to the plot. No, I didn't want none of that fucking shit. Thanks for being so accurate.
2: Okay, um, I would say, closer to, to geeky things, Cookie Master Boy has this tofu dish that's, like, the first episode, and I... I'm not a fan of tofu in general like I try I so whatever Okay, you like grits, like I like grits, okay? Grits, people people be like, is that wet sand? So let's just, you know, we know what it is. I love grits, but you got to work on them, okay? Wet oh,
1: sand, yes, but it's good. Shut up, put it in your mouth. All right,
2: so tofu is not my, I do not, I, it's not one of my favorite foods. I will eat it. I mean, I'm sure you can throw it down, but I have the option of another um, protein substitute over tofu. I'm going to take the other thing. Like, do not order it ever at a restaurant. I mean, like, the only way I might is if I knew that they handmade that tofu. And that's several days. I pressed it over several I mean, days. there was a whole episode about how they had to make their own tofu. And I was like, I feel good. I mean, like, I was okay watching that one because I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to make it from scratch. Okay, I'm going to learn a thing. But then, like, the uh, first episode, they'd be like, oh, this is my mom's, like, magic dish with the tofu. And I don't want to, like, ruin it, but it's so old. But, like, with the crunchy beans, I think, that they put... It's like the dry suit. Th- spoiler alert. Episode one. Okay. Now you gotta go watch it. So you can Cookie see Master it. Boy is awesome! Cookie Master Boy. Watch that! What are you doing? Shogagaki no Soba got nothing on Cookie Master Boy. They got magical uh, tools. Oh, the ice sword, dude. What are you doing? Ice knife. Ice knife. Mm. Ice light. No joke. Save you know, for
1: your life. Ah, why you say this shit so quiet? Uh, uh, have you ever tried to make something from a geeky fandom? Um, what did you make? If so, if not, what would you make if you could? Hmm. Asher, you should probably go first. I was like, I did the
2: thing. It. So yeah. I did the thing. I made an episode about it um, for the internets, and it was for Cooking with Ashi Chan. And I made an episode about doing uh, Shokugeke Nosoma's uh, first episode, uh, the pork, the, the surprise pork. Um, mm-hmm dish right you know um that was easy that was very easy not as much as the dish for the second one the egg dish that they have which is ridiculous i mean like it makes if you don't mind going through all of the steps it's fine but making gelatin pretty much or um i forget what they called it but um basically you're making a gelatin which means you have to cook up chicken wings first. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it doesn't show any of this in the anime. Like, I actually had to go to the manga, which has the real recipes in it, and then start looking up. And I don't know if you know this, but it's not just egg in the dish. It's actually egg, and there's actually pieces of um, chicken that have been taken off of the bone that are also in it, too, that go under the egg, and then the rice sits there. So it's a multi-layered dish. But yeah, putting in those little golden nuggets of flavor. Oh, aspic, aspic, aspic. So making that um, easy but time-consuming. And yeah, you're, you're just working on the the, the chicken, you gotta boil the chicken down, not boil, but, you know, saute the pan down and then, like, get all the good flavors out of it and then put the oils in and, like, make sure you can get that nice, like, thin sauce. Then you gotta freeze it for an amount of time. And it has to stay frozen until the moment before you put it, not th- frozen, but into the refrigerator before, you know, you take it out and then put it into the egg mixture, which is basically, you know, a re- like a regular sweet egg that you would make, so tamago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that was very difficult to make surprise pork is super easy. Just wrap it with bacon. Just be time okay? Just be patient with it. But I was just like.
1: Yeah, this is. <laughs> the face she's making is why I generally don't cook. I can cook. I can cook just fine. But I sit there and I. When I every once in a while. And I get the urge to cook. And I'll cook. And it's like two hours later. And I'm like. Yeah, you know. I could have pulled this frozen shit out the thing. And thrown a little rice up on there. Beep, bop, boop, bit done. So I think you have to have a true love of it. And I don't have that. I love to eat. And I'm a good cook, but I do not have the love of cooking that some people do, the the desire to experiment. So kudos to both of you for actually enjoying that shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that my both my grandmothers and my mom, when they would cook stuff, and I, you know, as a child, it would like to be close to their parent, right. I just would like hang around, and then they would t- teach me stuff. So like it just was kind of like it was a family activity initially. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't think I've really tried to make anything specific specifically from a movie. I've thought about things to go with movies that mm-hmm. I watch, um, drinks largely, sometimes mm-hmm. meals. Um, I've tried to make like multi-layer case that never goes well for me. Um, I'm still working on it. Part of it's because I like, a lot of times I might my go guy, my, my, guy, my way through the kitchen because it's like, I have a bunch of stuff, but then it's like, something will happen to it, and, and then I'll have to throw it away, and then I forget I don't have it, or whatever. So there was actually a time period too when I was in college when you just broke. And so you're like, I want to bake some biscuits, and I have no measuring cups or spoons or money to buy it. So mm-hmm. guess what? I'm gonna use this mug, right? And I'm gonna use this, this will regular keep everything spoon. Everything else statement. And that's and that's what we're gonna do. And you know, so however, it works. Yeah, and it totally works because so long, like it's it's about relative measurements. So so long, as you're keeping those relative measurements the same, mm-hmm. then you can still make something. Same accessible. portions. Um, yeah, same portions. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah, I haven't really done that, but I would totally, I would,
2: I would do that. But yeah,
0: I make a lot of uh, specialty. So punches.
1: I haven't made sorry guys. I got to turn an alarm off on of my phone. It's time for me to do my neck bridges
0: oh.
1: um, I'm not doing those today because I'm injured uh, I have not made anything as you probably just heard me mumbling. I generally get angry and make uh, Simple shit or don't make anything at all uh, But what I would love to make is there's a book called Kushiel's Dart. It's a series by Jacqueline Carey Um, Mm. I've got a tattoo on my ankle. It's a quote from the book. The book's very important to me. Now that is some motherfucking European cuisine that sounds goddamn delicious because she bases everything on uh, French cuisine. So it's actually things that sound amazing like shit made of ambrosia and honey and there's this special alcoholic drink called Joy. Straight up, fucking joy. You drink it, you're like, mmm, that burnt my chest, I'm full of joy.
2: I'm happy now. I can be a person. Right,
1: so everything so in there good. sounds amazing. So I would love to make something from Kushiel's Dart if I ever were to get off my lazy ass.
0: So, uh, what kind of advice would you give to someone who wants to get into cooking or baking that's kind of afraid to do so? Feels a little daunting for them, perhaps.
2: Well, I always think about it in a sense of creativity. When you're baking and cooking, you're doing something, you're making something from nothing. And if anybody hasn't ever had that experience of the idea of creating something from absolutely base materials, like maybe either uh, sewing or, or coating, um, you know, we all have those same kind of ideas that, you know, there's a beautiful part of us that are able to create. Um, I would say start with something very simple and easy and, and follow the recipe exactly as it says. Um, I think there's a little bit of a cooking culture that happens in the way recipes are laid out. Though, like, if it says, you know, something like, like, it's all in order on purpose, exactly how it should be if it's a good recipe. So it might say something like, okay, um, glaze uh, take the glaze the chicken and then place it into the oven. Um, and the difference between that and being like, okay, put it into the oven for 30 minutes and then take it out, put a glaze on it, and then put it back into the oven for 30 minutes. Those are two different things that they're telling you to do, there's probably a reason why they want you to glaze it beforehand before you put it inside, or I mean, technically a glaze might have sugar in it so you probably would have put it on last, but that's a whole other, I mean, you know, it, that's, you have science, but like the recipe will tell you exactly what it wants, and it's even I myself have times where I want to go away from a recipe, but you really should just follow it exactly as it says, and a lot of the times the flavors are intended to be there on purpose. Um, Do it exactly what it wants. Don't leave anything out the first time. I think baking is a really good way to start. It's more difficult, but you'll understand the importance of science, and that's what you're doing.
1: Well, I will say, if you bake and it fails, then switch over to Sarah's favorite, which is sautéing. Just give it a try, because it's real hard to fuck up some shit that you sauté, because the very act of putting oil and fucking heat together on something makes it taste pretty fucking Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, so, yeah,
2: garlic powder is always a wonderful thing in this planet, like, you know, having that in general in your life would be great, um, you yeah. know, if you can salt, pepper, can salt and pepper right. salt I mean, salt, pepper, just, right, I
1: mean, I don't, I don't get complicated with my seasonings, right, you do it right, you're good.
2: Slow roasting things is a really easy way to do it, like, literally, I, mean, I can tell you straight up, right now, take a rack of ribs, put some, right now, right While now, just get a rack of ribs maybe some olive oil if you want maybe a little bit of butter something to make it a little wet I like it a little wet and then put I like it a lot wet. right and then put um, like some garlic powder onion powder salt and pepper and then maybe pick an herb you like I like rosemary and or thyme and like put that in the oven for six hours and just let it do its jam I mean I like doing brown sugar in my ribs but that's like a whole other thing but I mean honestly putting meat and wrapping it into something, and enclosing it, and then leaving it in the oven on a low temperature, about 200, 200 degrees, 250 max, and just leave it there for hours, like, there's magic that happens. Like, let meat do what it wants, and now I feel bad because, like, I haven't said anything for vegetarians at
0: all. Well, okay, for pescetarians, uh, <laughs> people, people get real, like, uh, weirded out about cooking fish because they feel like it's real complicated. Yeah. It's really not. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a thing that happens. <laughs> so what you can do is a simple, like... It's kind of like a like an oven poach. So basically, if you put that with like so put it with some fish with some olive oil and like maybe even just some lemon slices, you don't really have to spice it that much. And uh, wrap it in some foil like a little pouch, and you cook it in the oven for like twenty minutes. it Comes out real good. It's real mm-hmm. simple. It's so really I think people get uh, really they overthink it, and it seems right? like it's harder than it is. It's not that daunting. Just try it, thing. Like, yep. Yeah, sorry. Like salmon. Like you know, just in fish
2: in general, you're gonna you think you undercook it. I don't know how else to say that, but like, don't overcook your fish, and you—it happens a lot quicker than you think it is. Yeah. So when she's like twenty minutes, like for real, like I know it may not look like it's done, but it is. Take keep, it out. A lot of things keep
1: cooking, by the way. Yeah. Um, what um, you so, think. so don't worry about that. Uh, I'll tell you what really helped me. My sister bought me um, a book with recipes, and it came with three cans, like cream of chicken, cream of mushroom, and something else. And those had uh, recipes on the back of them. The very first thing I ever really cooked on my own was based on one of those recipes, but it was a pasta recipe. I don't eat fucking pasta. So I actually did something completely different, but it was all based on what the recipe said to do. So I broke Ashford's rule, but it was fucking delicious. But the next book that I bought was called How to Boil Water. Mm. If you really don't know how to cook, you don't have people in your family that tried to teach you. If you're coming from a, like, I don't know, Rachel Ray seems all right. Uh, this book, it's not about how to boil water, first of all, though, in, like, the opening, um, letter, it does say at the end, like, okay, if you really do need to know, here's it, how you boil water, <laughs> but it breaks it down, like, she said glaze, glaze of meat. Well, what the fuck does that mean? If you don't cook, you might not know, like, what? Glaze it? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, it describes terms. It shows you where to put food in your refrigerator or your cupboards. It shows pictures, like, how do you tell if you're burning something, like burning butter when you're trying to melt it down. Mm-hmm. It's a really great book. So if you're a total beginner, I highly recommend um, How to Boil Water.
2: It's a great book. I didn't think of I've always seen it in your, it in your house, and I'm always like, oh, baby. And then I'm like... Everyone's, Everyone's got a different water.
1: plate, I'm, yeah. I'm English, we drink tea. I had to learn. Uh, my best cheesy meatloaf is actually my from there, and everyone who eats meatloaf loves that shit. This is the problem. I live with someone, and we all like, we like completely different foods from each other. So that's one of the reasons why I don't cook. Yeah, like, he don't want to eat my meatloaf. He don't want to eat no pork chops. He don't want no rice and beans because he wants some other sort of meat in there. You I'm know? mm-hmm. like, my, ch- my enchiladas weren't good enough for him. He was like, enchiladas aren't normally made with flour tortillas. They definitely don't have mushroom soup in them. And I'm like, bitch, this is how we make enchiladas. Oh,
2: okay. So enchilada story because I have one. Oh, my
1: God, this is exciting.
2: It's great. So um, I have an enchilada too. <laughs> I made, um just to tell you what I made. So I made this... um mole enchiladas with flour tortillas, because I don't, and I don't like corn tortillas. Yeah, like they're corn fine. Tortillas. They're they're fantastic, made from scratch, and um, they have their own place and such. But if I had the option between a corn tortilla and a flour tortilla, I like a flour tortilla that is me. Um, I'm aware that it's not traditional. Uh, that being said, flour tortilla wrapped in some chicken that I had... Put a little bit of moly sauce in it. Mainly, it's spiced chicken like garlic and onions, um, a little bit of pepper. I love red pepper. I love um cayenne. And then um, I said, there's a little bit of sriracha. Like I think it's so sort of yummy. That's my name at work. It's like I mean, sriracha is really lovely, like especially the green ta- green top, regular right bottom. Like those are that's the one I tend to use. But the the like the the daddy of that is the Chinese chili sauce that comes in a like a tube. It's a tube, but it's like this big, and it says the green top, and then it also has a picture of the cock on it as well. And and I do love like
1: the cock. One it's cup.
2: like no joke. I mean, then even better than that, Chinese mustard. And I mean, like for real, don't go to Dynasty. I love you, baby. I know you got that for me, and you were awesome. But also, the there go to just go to Chinatown, go to Korea. And some people don't go, go to Korea. Go to just go to, to K to Town. No. Go to little you know if Japan you want to Town. Think you have to leave America. <laughs> Go. So, I'm just getting the spices, but that being said, like, you know, there are a lot of chicken mole enchiladas. Brokeco. They exist, and they're a real thing. Can I
1: say my favorite? Of so, course. Aaron likes to watch a lot of cooking shows. Uh, one of them, there was this, happened to be a white guy whose favorite cuisine was Asian food. And, you know, he got pretty far in the competition and whatnot, and then one day they were like, all right, so you have, you can only pick a few ingredients to come with you for this thing. So, he picked his ingredients, and one of them was, um... I think it's called Five Star Seasoning, which is a yeah. Chinese seasoning that's five different seasonings, mm-hmm. and the guy was, this man's all about Asian culture, right? Like, constantly, constantly talking about it, so the guy was like, alright, do you know which spices are in Five Star um, Seasoning? And his face, <laughs> he didn't know. The answer was no, he did not know, so I learned what was in it. But Anyway, <laughs> that moment sticks with me for the rest of my life, It's like, man, you went all the way over there, you learned all this fucking cuisine, and you didn't ever ask what was in the spices.
2: Actually, right. it's got star anise in it, which is really good for making apple pies. Um, it's like Alton Brown I had a whole thing about how you, it's not cinnamon that brings up the flavor of the apples. It's in
0: fact, the star anise, which is what I put into your
2: Listen to Alton Brown, though, no,
0: because he makes Alton the Brown best brownie recipe I've ever
1: had in my life. Yeah, oh,
0: my Alton Brown, and like there, I think there was a How to Cook Water TV show for us, I Maybe. I don't know, no, I but, that but good Eats is me. the most beautiful thing yeah. that's ever happened, and that man... Yeah, even like uh, just I know, I know I know what you're saying with your eyes. Yes, yeah, we. Uh, and so PBS will have some cooking shows too. I saw him. Um,
1: I saw him. That noise you just heard was Bailey deciding that the podcast has gone on long enough and that we need to pay attention to him. Yes.
2: very um, Well, I can just tell you, Alton Brown is doing a live show, which I got to see last oh. a couple. Yeah, and he does a live cooking. It's great, so great, um, and it's just wonderful because I just you know Alton Brown is just perfection. Good job. Good job. And you know? This is like having a lot of moments, but when I think <laughs> of Food Network, I could just say interrap it. I can't remember what episode or what we were watching, but it was a different of three judges and um was it chopped? Th- it might have been. I I, I it. think it was chopped because the guy someone came out with a dish and they're like, here, you know, let's do it and there's all and there happens there has to be it happened to be a trope in cooking shows where there's like a, 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 a a person of color who um, is really bomb with their flavors, uh-huh. and it's been really great. Um, British baking show had one. Chops has multiple ones of those as well. Usually happen to be um, possibly from India or also um, Middle East. So like it's a really beautiful. I'm like yay, that's great that you're getting representation, but like also I'm just really happy to see the spices go down. And so Blimey the no judges. Shit. I was like the only. All the other judges were like, "I think this is really spicy," and the only other judge of color was like, "This is delicious." Yeah. It was yes. the
1: Indian woman. It was a guy. It was oh, an Indian male. Okay.
2: He said he was like, oh, "This is great. Um, this is these spices are on point." And everybody else who happened to not be from that, that same happened, place yes, or culture yeah. was like, "This is too much for me." And I'm That like, happened but another so- time, but it was right. an Indian woman judge,
1: yeah. uh, and <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "No, you're flippin'." Like, giving no. them the side eye of white people, it was hilarious.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Just, yeah, we all like different as well. That's cool. Yeah. Everyone has a different flavor and texture. It just like re- it just made me laugh. I was like, oh, my oh, because I, I tried to be like, oh, that's exactly how everything's kind of lots of different people from different cultures who like can throw down. Yeah, from I different, think the r- first time
1: you made me grits, they were too spicy. It was so delicious and flavorful, but I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die.
2: Right, and um, I can't. I can't, like cayenne pepper. She's delicious. She, I didn't mean s- to. She scaled
1: but, back the next times for me, but like Ashra really likes spicy fuck food. And it was so good that I ate it anyway. Oh, I think my poop was terrible that day. But it was so delicious. I was like, my
2: mouth hurt. Oh, it was like, <laughs> kind
0: I regret so many things, but not this.
2: I mean, not ever, not but, you know, all people from all cultures have beautiful food. And no matter yeah. where you come from, you can totally make something gorgeous and delicious. And everyone's got their own sensibilities of how much is too much, how much is too little, spice. And, um, you know, spices and flavor as well. Um, I eat much spicier
1: food so. right now because my father trained me. I went to the Caribbean and they were like, "What the fuck? How are you gonna eat?" And everything I tried was way too fucking spicy. So he built me up with the the man- what's called it's what's called mango salad. Mm-hmm. And you make it with ripe, overripe, and underripe mangoes. You slice them up and you add a little bit of spices and stuff to it. Mm-hmm. And he just slowly. Built up the spice level till when I was leaving, you know, it was the normal amount of spice it was supposed to have. So I can actually handle a lot more spice now, thanks to my father being like, Not okay, no daughter of mine.
2: Not in here, not today. Not, in my house. not today, first of all. Sorry, just. Yes.
1: So, we have talked about food a lot. Thank you guys for listening. Yay. Ashford, where can people find you? Tell us where we where
2: want you to go. Um, and you, can, you can find me on, um, I have a blog for it. It's uh, um, There, uh, Also, you can find me mostly on Chocolate Cover Cosplay. That's a really easy place to find and come and connect with us. We try to get back to people. Um, and you'll be able to watch me on MixTV.com in the next few days. Come support our second season we're really excited about it well hopefully the more people we get the more opportunity we'll have to have a third and that'd be super cool and I enjoy working with it everyone there is very beautiful good people so um probably the nicest reality tv producer I've ever had in my entire life who's genuinely cared about us as human beings Aww. so it's That's been very, very it's been really really beautiful um to be in that space so you can find me all over the internet Ashley Chan I'm I am there
1: and that's A-S-H-I. Yeah. And usually an underscore Chan when mm-hmm.
2: I've seen it. Yeah, some, I like to have underscores there. My brother used to have one, his, his tag name was MataSpy and he had an underscore, so I used to... Well, I'm just as cool as you are. I'm having an underscore. Exactly.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how I, I
2: have that. a, yeah, I have a big brother too. I know that feel. Yeah, you just want to be cool. He's the reason I'm the nerd I am today. I was outside playing with trees and Hila said, come in here. and I said, okay. Okay. <laughs> Leave me with my trees. Leave me with the trees. I mean, I didn't stop though.
1: So, this episode is probably up on a Thursday or Wednesday. You know, whenever it goes up. Yeah. There will be another episode next week, um, around that same time. Then the week after that, we're gonna have a live show on Twitch. So be on the lookout. I believe it's the twenty seventh, or the maybe it's the twenty third, which would be next week. Which well, one of those days? I think the it's a Wednesday. The mm, bless our hearts. Mm, I don't have my calendar with wait, me. It's fine. Yeah. We'll have no. it's good. I'm gonna look it up right no. now.
0: Yes. Hey. Hey. i a back. Fuck no. me. Yeah. <sighs> so we fine. Breathe through it.
1: The sacrifices that I make for you. Never mind, guys. Next week on the 23rd is our live episode. Live. So be sure to tune into Twitch.tv/slash SarahTheRebel at 8 p.m. Probably on a Wednesday. That'll be PT. We'll have more information on uh, our the woman up Twitter. So you can find us in the meantime, always on iTunes, YouTube, or AllGames.com. Follow us at WomanUpShow. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. You should just search WomanUpShow, and it'll pop up. We don't have our own our, or Woman Up podcast, and it'll pop up. We don't have our own channel link because YouTube is bitch. YouTube, if you want to stop being called a bitch on our show all the time, maybe you can answer your goddamn emails. Um, you can follow me at Sarah the Rebel, Sarah's an H.
0: You can follow me yes. at Miss Tomorrow. On the Twitters and the Instagram. Oh yeah, you can follow me at Ashley
2: underscore up in there. Oh, Instagram. You know where Instagram. else you can find Instagram. me? You
1: can find me in the A. <laughs> 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 so lit. We're always, always. And until it's next lit. time, be sure to party, party down, down and woman up. And up. <laughs>
2: yeah. Bye. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, she
0: could do it. You can do it. You can do it. Oh.